Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Ryan Randino, Chef to the Stars. And if you want to learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with Ryan Rondino. Ryan is the private chef to the stars. From a young age, he was focused on one thing, sharpening his culinary repertoire. Training with some of the most legendary chefs, Ryan became a master at his trade with multicultural cuisine that speaks volumes among some of the most notable celebrities in the industry. From basic tips to insider guide to being a celebrity private chef, Ryan's got it all cupped. Having cooked for some of the most notable names in the industry, Ashton Kutcher, Diddy, Ben Affleck, Will Smith, Tyrese Gibson, Robert Smith, Mercedes-Benz, Lamborghini, the LA Philharmonic, and many, many more. It's no wonder why Chef Ryan Rondino is shaking up the restaurant industry rather with his line of cookbooks, spices and rubs, and bringing elegant dishes, bold flavor, and simple technique to the home front. Guys, this is going to be an awesome conversation. You guys know that I like to bring some of the people who are the ultimate connectors in the space that they're in, and Ryan is definitely one of those people. But first, really quickly, for those listening, if you're a six or seven-figure entrepreneur 
and you know how much a podcast could benefit your business, the authority, the credibility that it could drive, the guests that you could talk to, the network that you could build, all those things. If you're just not exactly sure where to start, or if you just don't have the team or time or resources to uh, dedicate to it to figure it out, then let me and my team do that for you. Head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. There's a quick application there. We'll jump on a phone call to see if we'd be a good fit to build out a show for you. So you can focus on what you're good at, which is running your company, servicing your clients. And then we can focus on what we're good at, which is building world-class podcasts. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, my man. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. So I want to take it back here, Ryan. I love doing this at the beginning of all my episodes, especially with people like you who have such a unique, awesome story. Because I find that uh, typically in in high school, there's probably not a career counselor that's telling you to like go down the private chef space and uh, cook for celebrities and stuff. So always <laughs> curious to hear how people got into what they're doing. So let's take it way back here. Okay, like talking like middle school, 12, 13 year old Ryan talking to me about like family life culture, what you were doing at the time, what was important to you and uh, how that kind of led into what you're doing now. Middle school was, everything was sports driven, you know, growing up playing a lot of, a lot of basketball, a lot of baseball, you know, those things, you know, during the summer. And where did you grow up? Louisiana. So hot, humid summer days on the basketball court. You know, sweat, blood and tears, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I know, know that game. That was basically my entire childhood was just playing <laughs> basketball all day. So yeah. So sports was like the big thing for you then at the time. At the time, sports was the big thing. So you same same to through high school. So now you have to you're, you're approaching graduation. So you have to start thinking about you know what, what am I gonna do with myself? What's what's the next step? I went to college for engineering. You know, at that time, that's that's what I was set in doing, but not knowing that was that like a personal decision, or was that parents kind of pushing you, or school, or anything else, or was it just like I have no idea what I'm doing, so let's try this one out. No, uh, it, it was personal. Parents never really, you know, pushed you like that. They pushed you, but it's like whatever you decide to do, you know, uh, we're behind you. So engineer was a, ch- a choice of my electrical engineering. So this is what I saw myself doing because I wanted to work for, you know, different companies like Sony's, a lot, a lot of places, car studios that develop speakers, stereos, you know, and so forth and so on. And just really learn that aspect of development. But at the same time, it just wasn't what I thought was a passion wasn't a passion. That's where, you know, I pursue cooking. So you, you backtrack. Cooking's always been in my family. You know, I've always messed around in the kitchen. So it's always something that I enjoy doing. You yeah, know, just yeah. because one, one, you have to feed yourself. Two, um, <laughs> it, it was something that was always creative. I switched to majors in college. And that's where I went to the uh, Chef John Foles Culinary Institute. Okay, got it. So you actually like went to school for it. It's like switched major and actually started studying to become a chef at that point. Exactly. Was there a specific time or moment in college where that happened for you? Or was it just kind of like a, a big lead up because after a year or two of studying the engineering stuff, it was just kind of like, ah, okay, this is definitely not where I want to be. <laughs> it was a big moment. You know, you get to look at different programs, you know, different things that you you want to do outside of engineering, you know, I've always had an interest in, in cooking. So, you know, let's do this, you know, let's do yeah. this. And, you know, because anything goes in college, everyone has that first year to really, they're still deciding if they really want to do this or not. So I was at that pivotal moment to where I wanted to pursue cooking as a, as a career. And haven't looked back since. Not since. (laughs) Nice. So when you came out of college, just educate me and my audience a little bit about like how that whole industry even works. We talked to a lot of just more of the uh, entrepreneurial type community on this podcast and talk about, you know, the business direction and the industries vary so much when you look at the ins and outs of how to get from where you are to get to the top of that industry and things which you've obviously done in that space. So what was the 
first step for you getting out of college? Well, I mean, it wasn't getting out. It was during college. First step is working yeah, in a restaurant. That, that was the ultimate step. Find the chef that has a respectable reputation and a great reputation and you love to learn under. So that's where, you know, I began to work in a lot of restaurants and New Orleans under different chefs that had, had those particular set of skills, particular backgrounds. I was allowed to grow within these, these restaurants that I worked in, not only under the, the chefs, but even the cooks that are around in the kitchen because I was always the youngest in the kitchen. Yeah. So I was able to grasp and learn all this knowledge from, you know, peers older than me and really advance myself as, as a cook. Is there a specific type of cooking that you were trying to really master at the time? And did that influence your decision of which restaurant? Or was it just kind of like, I just want to find somebody who's good at what they do and learn as much as I can? No, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to stay in the contemporary French. I've done, of course, Cajun Creole, you know, so within those restaurants, we were able to look at Cajun Creole in a different light, you know, magnitude to a whole different level versus, you know, you, you taking a trip to Louisiana and you see some of the traditional dishes, the gumbalaya, the, the jambalayas, the etouffees, and, and these, these dishes are great, but I saw myself taking it to a whole different place. At this point now, Ryan, what are some of your favorite dishes to cook? That's a hard list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I can say anything seafood. I think right now, I think the summary, a lot of crab dishes, a lot of soft shell crab. Oh, sounds so good. <laughs> crawfish. Crawfish is great. There is a thing called soft shell crawfish. So I don't think many people know about it, but I it's, definitely it's, don't. it's a great thing to uh, really eat and get a hold of. Yeah, I'll take your word for it, bro. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and I'll have to come out and try it at some point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to, yeah, definitely have to try it out. Yeah. Okay, so th- those are, you know, some some things I love to do. As far as the meter side, the steak eater, give me a good ribeye, get a tomahawk. And I, I'm good. I'm a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my, I should have planned this interview a little bit better, like right before dinner or something like that, so that I can use it after this. <laughs> I do want to talk about the uh, the networking side of things with you, Ryan, because anybody, I just find it fascinating. Anytime anybody goes from just like another person in the environment that they're in, right? So for you being a chef, like there's so many chefs, there's so many of them. How were you able to take advantage of a market? and build a life for yourself that you really love when there's a lot of chefs out there that still struggle to pay the bills. And I don't mean that as a negative for those people. I just mean as a positive for you, like good for you for the things that you were able to figure out and get out there and be able to, like I said, build this life for yourself. So just curious for somebody listening who might be in an industry like that, that just has a saturation of people in there. There's no shortage of other people that can maybe do some of the things that they do. How can we differentiate ourselves? How can we get into some of those small circles and and build that life that we really want to live? Well, I mean, well, that, that's the key right there. You said it. It's how do you differentiate yourself, se- separate yourself from so many chefs cooking so many things yeah. to where for, for myself, I was able to take from, I'm from Louisiana. I have the Cajun Creole background. I cooked on the East Coast. So you, you get some of that region, cooked in the North, get some of that region. Now I'm in California. You embrace some California cuisine. So now you, you bring all this together, all these cuisines together, and you create something magical and special to where a lot, a lot of times you cook for people and the first thing that, come, that comes out of your mouth, I've never had this before. It tastes different. Things like that are more compliments for me because I'm, I'm doing something right. I'm yeah. separating myself from all these other chefs that are cooking great food. Sure, because it's not just about getting in touch with the right person at this point, right? Like you, you can get right. in touch with the right person and then cook crappy food and then not right. That's the that. second person. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, it can hurt you more to help you. Yeah, sure. Let's talk timeline then really quick. So you get your first job during college. What's the next job and when do you get your first private client? First job was Commander's Palace. It was 98. 
1998. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I think I think for me it was a it was a big adjustment to see. I guess when I first started the private chef world, I'm come from restaurants. You know, you doing big numbers, doing you know all these big things to where you walk in, there, say there's a party for 30, 30 people. Everyone's running around. Everyone's crazy. You got this party. You got this party, and you just sitting there like it's thirty people. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> you know. So as you look on, you know the the, the details. You know the, the expectation. You know what the client expects. It's at another level. It's at your organization. It's how well are you organized as a person to really really give them to the maximum experience. So now for me, part for thirty is just still a party for 30. Yeah, so, yeah, right. You know, we, we give them the we bring the restaurant to them and give them a whole unique experience. Now having the experience that you have, so you you have an interesting take on things, uh, I think, Ryan, because you have the knowledge, you have the know-how, you have the chops, right? But you also have really good connections now in the space that you're in. And people mm-hmm. obviously are have been referring you to other people who've been referring you to other people and you continue to get business like this. I'm curious to hear your answer to this question. This is the question that I ask everybody who comes on the show. Do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? That's a tough question. I mean, it's an easy question, but it's a tough question at the same time. It's obviously uh, a mixture of both, right? But but if you had to pick one, which one are you, you betting on? I would say it's who you know. But at the same time, like like you said before, if you cook in a bad meal, who you know doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you suck, so, yeah. if you hire me to cook for you, it's not going to be a good experience. Yeah. It's not going to be a good experience. So it's, it's what you know. It's like, do you let your craft speak for itself? Yeah. Or if you constantly have to promote yourself, promote yourself through your, through your words, what are you saying about yourself? Let your craft be the talking. So that this is why you cooked all these years. This is why you studied under all these teachers to really help develop your own style, own flavors. So let, let these things talk for itself. Yeah. And when you're that good at what you do, that ends up being that thing for you. Do you do anything specifically, Ryan, to try to get referrals from any of your clients or has it happened very naturally for you? This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers Agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like like hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent 
fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. No, it's, it's just naturally. It's, it's just a natural feeling. You know, once, I mean, like, like, like I just said, you know, once, once food hits that plate, once the plate hits the table, you know, the, re- the rest is up to them. You yeah, know, sure. it, <laughs> did I do my job right? Did I give them the best of my ability? So now that that tailors to over, okay, are you available for this? Are you available for that? And that speaks to how much work, how much consistency that I put into what I do. Do you still get the feeling of like almost excitement, anxiousness, anticipation, right? When like when you plate a meal and present it to the person that hired you or the people that are eating it, do you still get that feeling of like, oh man, I hope it's good? Or are you pretty confident in your ability to, to prepare the dishes that you're making? It's a little bit of both. You know, you get confident in preparing the dishes, but you want that anxiety and anticipation because not only are you presenting food, but you, you're telling your story. You're telling about, you know, this is my, my experiences. This is where I come from, you know, you may have had this dish in a different life from the chef, but you're looking at it through my eyes. Of course, the anxiety always builds. Do you have any, this is kind of a selfish question, really. Do, do you have any idols or influencers or, or mentors that you want to study under anybody like that, that you like love their stuff or maybe you watch their shows or anything like that? One of my favorite chefs is Mark Forgio. You know, I love his style, kind of, you know, tell, tell a lot of things I do to his style. Daniel Ballou, which is not a favorite chef of mine. Um, I worked at Emerald, so I, I have that covered. In the South, Donald Lee, which is not, not a great chef. So these are a couple of chefs that really, I really tailor my style of cooking, building flavors, and really gotcha. take food to another place. Are you still constantly always looking to try to add to your, you know, repertoire still? I know that was something that was important to you when you first got started and having all these different flavors and influences. It's, 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 it's an everyday process. Every day. Yeah, I love that. That's what makes you the best though, Ryan. That's what makes you the best. That's what makes Lamborghini hire you to cook for them (laughs) instead of hiring somebody else, right? So, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on the show today, man. We're running out of time here. So I do want to go on to the last segment, something I like to call the random round. Just a few quick random questions, quick random answers. You ready? Yes. What profession other than your own do you think that it would be fun to attempt? Basketball. Uh, I, was, I was hoping you were going to say that, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and chat for an hour, who would it be? Kobe Bryant. Good answer. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, videos, anything else? I would say books and videos. Do you have a book that you'd recommend to the audience? I would say on an entrepreneurial level, mm-hmm. I love this book called Contagious. If you're a beginning entrepreneur, lean startup is great for entrepreneurs also. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Wake up. You know, wake up, have coffee, of course. <laughs> Got to. Uh, have a little breakfast and begin to get ready for clients for that day. Just kind of off the wall question here. As a chef, do you find that you're preparing all of your meals with the same like care and intensity that you're preparing clients' meals as well? When you say that you get up and you have breakfast, is that like a like a normal breakfast or is this like a real breakfast? It, it depends. It, it depends <laughs> on what's going on during the day. Okay, got it. Like how much time do I have to cook breakfast? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I still put love and care for what I do just as much as I do for clients because it's, you know, you don't do the service to yourself and you can't give it to yourself and we give it to them. Yeah, I love that. What is your go-to pump-up song, Ryan? <laughs> oh, man, that could be a lot of things. Right. If, if you can't give me a song, give me an artist or, or an album or something. I like Nas. I like Illmatic. I like Nas. He's one of my favorite 
favorite artists nowadays. I like J. Cole. I like Kendrick Lamar. And also, that's a good selection to choose from for <laughs> several pump up songs. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is something that you are not very good at? There's a lot of things that tailor into. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't surf. <laughs> I don't see, you know, so the things I'm not. That's one of those there. questions that you get after you move to LA. Like, did you pick up right. surfing? Do you surf now? Do you, yeah. from, do you surf? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm from Southern California. People used to ask me the same thing until I explained to them which part of Southern California I'm from, which is like the uh, desert, like inland, an hour and a half outside of LA. As soon as I explained that, then it's like, oh, okay, so no. You <laughs> exactly. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Last thing here before we get wrapped up, what is the best place? Where is the best place, rather, for listeners to go to connect with you and hear more from you? They can find me on my site at rondinoculinarydesigns.com. I'm on Instagram at nolachef, nolachef212, and at Rondino Culinary. You can find me on Facebook, Rondino Culinary Designs and Rondino Spice Collection, and uh, Twitter at Chef Ryan Rondino. Perfect. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, website, pick your favorite platform. Go connect with Ryan over there. Tell him you heard about him here on the show and say what's up. Ryan, thank you so much. Seriously, this is such a fun conversation. Definitely. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more, all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.